Hello. Hey everyone, this is Krish and hope you're doing well. Welcome to Snowpal's podcast. In this podcast, I want to talk about design patterns and separation of concerns in the context of native mobile app development. But before we go into the podcast, I want to ask you if you've uh, checked out our latest and greatest feature called Project Key on snowpal.com or pitch.snowpal.com. They essentially point to the same uh, SaaS platform. If you've not, I strongly recommend that you do so because it's going to give you a ton of power over managing your projects more efficiently and successfully. Okay, now having said that, let's uh, get into this podcast and I want to talk about uh, separation of concerns and design patterns like I said earlier. Let's take a small example and try to drill deeper into that. Say you're implementing a new feature. It could be a new mobile app or an existing one, a native app. Uh, It doesn't really matter. Uh, but let's say you're implementing a new feature and you've been charted with implementing a few different screens. Let's start small, one screen, right? One screen, a few attributes, and it's got some functionality. As to what that is, really doesn't matter. So let's make a ton of assumptions as we go along. Someone said, okay, can you please implement this screen or one or two screens? And uh, here's what they, uh, here's the data that you're going to get. Uh, here's what the user experience should look like and here's the design for the user interface itself, right? Something of that sort. Now when you start implementing, there are a few things you want to be concerned about. Uh, We may not talk about that in this podcast, but there are a few things that you should not have to be concerned about and that's what I want to touch upon. As somebody who is building a UI page, a UI screen on a mobile app, I can worry about a bunch of things, but again, what I shouldn't have to worry about is uh, where am I getting this data from? In the sense, is it is uh, is this app integrating with a third-party service or with our own backend services, one or more uh, microservices, and what the exchange is built on and how that looks like, right? It could be a RESTful exchange. It could be uh, it could be GraphQL-based exchange. Uh, it could be one of many things, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, as a UI developer, and I'm wearing this UI hat building this uh, screen on mobile, should I have to worry about those things? Not at all, right? As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to get some data from somewhere and I need to make sure that the data gets uh, placed on the screen in the right objects uh, using the right widgets and components correctly so the user can Uh, have the best experience and get whatever it is that they're trying to do in the quickest possible time, uh, etc, etc, right? Now, uh, all that I need to know about the data and where it comes from is what method should I call? Whether that method uh, is an HTTP GET or a POST or a PATCH or a DELETE or what it integrates with again, uh, it's not my concern. I need to know which method to call what arguments to pass that, what what it, uh, what the, the spec looks like. The spec meaning between me, my layer, the screen, and the method that I'm calling, not the spec between that layer and the third party and or your backend services. So I need to know what that method is, uh, what arguments I need to pass that method, uh, and what it will give me in return. And what it'll give me, what it'll give me in return, what I mean by that is, even if that exchange in the real actual backend in the call happens to be GraphQL or REST or JSON or XML or whatever it is, I need a deserialized object, right? An in-memory deserialized object so I can consume that object and use it 
and use its methods and everything else that goes along with that object uh, to the extent that I need to to build these screens. How that the definition of that object and uh, the interaction, my UI screen's interaction with that object or that model uh, is all that should matter to me, at least from that aspect. Now, if we start, if I have to start worrying about everything behind that, uh, then I'm not going to be spending my time wisely in building these UI pages. And the reason I say it more than once, uh, and it might sound like I, was, I might sound like a broken record because I feel like I've said the same thing more than three times in like three minutes. It's because as I was looking for uh, to identifying these design patterns, because you know when you're trying to solve a problem, uh, the first one of the first questions I ask myself is, hey, uh, is this problem unique enough that I have to solve it differently, or is it possible that nobody else has solved anything like this before? Nine out of 10 times, that's not the case, right? Your app is different, your product is different, the problems it's solving is different, but the underlying design patterns are, there's only so many of those. And if you've been checked out the Gang of Four or the Enterprise Design Patterns, you know, I, I strongly recommend you do that. Uh, but even if you didn't go through those books uh, cover to cover, I mean, if you all, if you, when you do the same thing for many years, you understand that there are going to be certain design patterns, whether they are documented or otherwise. So you try to look out for those. And uh, in the nine out of 10 times when you can think of those, even if you can't name those patterns, you know that you can take a certain approach and don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? It's very extremely important for many reasons. One is uh, the time to market. You can get, uh, you can solve your problems much quicker that way. You can also solve them better because somebody's already figured this out. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And thirdly, when someone else looks at your code, they don't have to understand the way you may have thought in solving that particular problem because uh, this the design pattern sort of speaks for itself and they understand what that is because they understand those patterns, right? So there are many positives or pros. Essentially, I just called out for some of them. So I'm starting to build the screen and I'm calling a method. Uh, imagine the case where there is a method and I pass some arguments. It gives me an object or a map or whatever the data structure is. And then I go from there. That way, I don't need to know what else is going on behind the scenes to uh, I also am not worried about any uh, updates that are happening or any changes that are happening between uh, the server and the API integration on the native mobile app side. So if an attribute's name were to change, for instance, or the worst case scenario, right, even if the entire structure of the response changed, the object is going to hide that from me, right? The model is going to hide that from me. So the deserialized version uh, is uh, hopefully going to continue to be backwards compatible so I don't have to make any changes to my screens or pages. So, so therein lies the separation of concerns. If something changed in the backend, maybe someone changed their Java or Ruby server to Node entirely so. Or maybe they didn't change the stack dramatically but they just changed the spec so things change quite a bit between version 1 and version 2 or version 1 and version 1.1. And if that were to be the case, you want to make sure that there's one or two of your tiers get impacted on the native mobile app, but not the whole nine yards. Um, I also say this because when you mention full stack development, uh, more, more often than not, more often than not, folks tend to think of that as okay, UI middleware back in the whole nine yards, uh, but it's uh, but one of those tiers is actually a client, which is a native app. But even when within within the scope of a native app, 
that is still full stack development, right? Because you can slice and dice your native app n number of ways and you can create as many layers as you possibly can or should. So they are all separate from each other and each one's change is, does not, I mean, it lives in isolation uh, and it doesn't impact the other tiers, right? So if you have to think full stack, even within each of the layers, whether it's full stack as an application overall or full stack within the native mobile app or even full stack within backend, for instance, right? I'll take a different example uh, another day in another podcast for that. But in this first podcast, uh, I want to talk about separation of concerns because uh, you know, uh, you know, when you go look up a ton of examples or you read articles, there's plenty of good examples, but I haven't found one that called out for the separation of concerns from an API standpoint, at least uh, from uh, building a mobile app, you know, in the context of building a native mobile app. So I just uh, try to come up with a few different patterns that uh, seem to make sense to me. Uh, but there's one that uh, we have actually gone, we're going with, and we've actually uh, made quite a bit of progress, uh, which uh, you know is able to establish uh, that separation uh, and you know even uh, in the first few days or so we're seeing that we're able to make changes in different layers without it having uh, having an impact on uh, every aspect of the mobile app necessarily so hopefully that made some sense and it helps some of you uh, we'll pick this back up in the next podcast thank you